welcome. This is the Vantage Performance Podcast. I'm Phil Dobby and Michael Fingland is with us again. He is the Managing Director of Vantage Performance. And this time we're looking at the idea of a Chief Restructuring Officer. Michael reckons that companies that engage a Chief Restructuring Officer are five times more likely to survive a financial crisis. Five times more? Is that, I mean, um, is that... Well, first of all, are you just making these figures up? <laughs> um, good question. No, uh, it comes from 25 years of experience uh, in, in uh, you know, in corporate restructuring and turnaround, and and it goes to the heart of, you know, uh, as we talked about in, in our previous podcast around the the 10 guiding principles to to successful turnarounds, and and the um, uh, notion that you've got to spend at least 50% of your time on rebuilding confidence of the stakeholders right. uh, and particularly the financiers. So what you're saying then is you've got to have a seat that's at the uh, the senior management table. It's, it's got to be something equivalent to your chief marketing officer, your chief operations officer, your chief financial officer, but not you can't sit in any of those camps. It's got to be its own own part of the business. Yeah, sometimes you might have a you might have a management team that has experience and expertise in the space, but um, as we've talked about the 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 one thing one one of the key things that that financiers look for uh, in whether they're going to support a restructure or turnaround, is the quality and expertise of the advisors you've got involved, and it essentially drills down to a chief restructuring officer, yeah, which is a relatively new term in Australia. But then the day, it's it's the function that that person provides, which is which is helping the board come up with the one or two big changes in strategy, helping develop the plan, sell the plan to the stakeholders, you know, bring debt equity to the table, um, and so it's a fundamental part of what banks look for is whether they're going to support a plan is do you have someone with a chief restructuring officer expertise and whether that's right. what they're called is irrelevant do they have that expertise so so that's that's at the heart of the, the five times you know um, you, you need to have that often to 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 meet that criteria that the banks might have uh, plus they have skills that they just that, that um, you know businesses just don't have and where does that person come from? Does it come from a, 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 a turnaround expert like yourself? Do you provide that, that yeah. expertise? Do you, do you provide that person? Or, or is it somebody inside the organization who might be able to step up to the plate who then works with a turnaround expert? Yeah, so chief, chief restructuring officers, if you like, as a, as a tag, um, uh, is a broad church. So you might have sufficient expertise inside the business. So you see CFO um, and, and, and CEO may have those skill sets um, because you know, previous jobs they might have been at. So they might form that CRO internally. Uh, they might uh, uh, need to bring in uh, an advisor to to act as a consultant to them or, or to actually take a line role inside the management team alongside the CFO, C, you know, CFO, et cetera, and, and report to the board. Um, so it could be skills internally, it could be skills you need to bring in from outside, but but more and more, um, uh, financiers, uh, sophisticated investors are looking for the appointment of a chief restructuring officer, which is which is the common model. It is the model overseas. In the US, Europe, um, every major turnaround that you see will have the appointment of a chief restructuring officer um, somewhere in the business, uh, which is all about bringing skills New initiatives uh, and and, uh, and and expertise to the table to help close the confidence gap that we that we talk about so much. Right, and this is obviously only a temporary role while the restructure takes place. So, so t- so typically, what what sort of time scale would this person be in this role for? Yeah, typically six to eighteen months, um, and their and their role is to help, as I said before, you know, come up with what the right strategy is, work alongside the board, take the pressure off off the management team, and that that's the. I guess one of the biggest benefits a CRO can can, can deliver is it, it, it enables the, the management team to stay focused on the core business. So the CRO can take care of all the restructuring activities, you know, managing the banks, you know, 
you know, looking at working capital management, stabilizing the cash flow, doing all the things necessary to to rebuild confidence, and then and then you know be be a be a, uh, and a confident and a mentor to the senior management team on how they implement a lot of those initiatives into the business. Right. Okay. So the mm. six reasons why uh, the chief restructuring officer is so important. Mm. Number one, uh, um, and you can elaborate on all of these, but mm. but number one, they buy time. They buy a bit of time for the business. The most important thing, because as I said before, it's now effectively part of the, 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 the financier model that, that you need to have someone with that sort of expertise in the business, because it's all about confidence. The banks need to rebuild confidence with their client and vice versa. So if you bring in a CRO, whether that's a firm or an individual um, that has a known expertise in the space, you get that infusion of confidence straight away because um, a CRO knows how to present the information uh, in a way that banks get and, and, and to get to get through their systems and get support to the plan. They also know where to look to find initiatives to improve cash flow, improve earnings, and, and, and know how to uh, navigate the political landscape often with inside an organisation to, to help get all the parties moving together uh, in the right direction. Right. Okay. The second one is that they uh, they're going to help you cash flow mm-hmm. from the very beginning for that for, for that first hundred days. Yeah, and and it's one of those things that it's hard for a management team to understand until they experience it. But uh, if you're it's like anything, if you, if you're doing this day in day out, you just know where to look. There's initiatives that a CRO can put in place that a management team is simply not aware of. Uh, there are levers you can pull, uh, refinancing uh, options with existing finances or others that, that they haven't been able to achieve, but a CRO can because they have the, in, the implicit trust of those organisations. So that they, they, as a result, they, they significantly improve cash flow and, and you've got to have a, a strong focus on that as a CRO in, those, in, those, in that first 100 days. Right. And the third one, and sort of linked to what you were saying about buying time, you're going to mm. build trust from stakeholders because they know what they're doing. So people aren't going to be um, quite so worried. Hence, that's why they're giving you that extra time. That's right. And for any any strategic plan to be approved by your, your shareholders, your finances, when you're in a, a situation like this, you have to rebuild their trust in you. And as I said before, a known entity that has expertise in the space, that has, has turned around businesses before with management teams, they give the management team, the business, a huge shot in the arm in terms of, of trust. Um, so you're already, uh, and, and the critical bit of any turnaround is you, you've got to not only close that confidence gap and rebuild that trust, but you've got to do it in a really short time frame. Now, um, you know, I've said before, you know, a lot of management teams may get there in the end. It, it might take them 80 months to rebuild trust, but often you've got to do it inside three months or six months. So you need to, to work out, you know, what can you bring to the table that's going to, you know, give us a kickstart to rebuilding that trust. And, it, and, and, and the only way to short circuit that is to bring someone in that they already know and trust. And, and then and then once the CRO has, has their sort of rubber stamp on the plan, if you like, because they've been intimately involved in creating the plan, um, you know, the, the, the plan, the, the odds of success you know, for that plan to be approved go up dramatically. Yeah. The fourth one is objectivity. And I would have mm. thought this is crucial as well, because uh, it, it's very easy, isn't it, within an organization to say, yeah, we need to change, mm. but we're not going to change that much. Or there's certain things that we're not going to change because they are fundamental to the business, but you could be wrong on that. Yeah, that's right. And it's virtually impossible for a management team, if they've got a good board in place, that can work, but if it's virtually impossible for a management team, directors, to be truly objective uh, when they've got so many conflicting interests, um, you know, that, that they're deep in the trenches and, you know, uh, what's been fundamental to, to uh, our model and our success over the years is, is that big focus on the one to two big changes in strategy that have to be made. So you've got to go into a situation 
looking for um, those one or two big changes in strategy because only then can you really rebuild the support you need uh, from your from your stakeholders and uh, you know you know, I often use Apple as an as an example. Um, you know, some of the most successful companies today almost went almost went bust. You know, uh, before Steve Jobs came in back into the business after his ten years out, the business was you know months away from going bankrupt. And you know, most people don't know of this, but when Jobs came back into Apple, he got rid of um, two thirds of all the products. You know, mm. the business had, had had spread itself too thin with a whole bunch of different products that weren't making money. He came in and, and massively culled all the products. It was years after he came back in before the iPad came out. So what got Apple successful again and, and created a really strong platform is a focus around those products that you that were making good money and he just he just wiped all the other ones uh, off the table. And that's how they rebuilt the business. That gave them the platform and then that continued focus on R&D and marketing, which we talk about. And then out of that came the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad, and, and the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, it is. Although, what, what a shame you can't come back and do it again, because they might need, uh, might, might need to do the same <laughs> thing again in a few years. But do you, do you really think this can't be done by somebody within a business? Do you think if you're in the business, the chances are you are going to be so blinkered that the obvious big changes, you're just blind to them? You are often. Um, the, within large corporations, it's, it's less so because they have boards, they have they have really sophisticated advisors around them. So often they can uh, identify those big changes, um, but but in the SME and mid-market space, you know, much less so. But the even even though they may come up with the, the, the big changes that need to be made, um, there's still a question mark as to whether they have sufficient currency left with their stakeholders um, to trust them and to 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 know that they, they can execute on that plan and that's where nice. you still may need someone to come in with that known that you know that person's a known entity they, they've done this a thousand times before they know how to execute the plan because one thing is is having a plan but do you have the expertise in place to actually execute it and and the CRO takes a lot of those initiatives off the management team's plate, if you like, so they can focus on the core business and not be distracted by lots of the restructuring activities, which which have to happen for the business to be put back on a stable footing. Right. You see, the fifth point that you, you raise, mm. why a CRO uh, will help the chance of a, a, a surviving a financial crisis within mm. an organisation is that the CRO knows of initiatives that management teams are not aware of. That's right. And I alluded to that before in, in, in the piece around improving cash flow in the first 100 days. If you're doing this day in, day out, you, you just... You, you, you know this stuff. You just know this stuff. You're an expert in mm. it. Just like, uh, and I use this analogy all the time. You know, as a as a as a you know, board of directors, you you, you have someone. Um, you know, you have a, a, an expert in sales heading up your sales team, an expert in manufacturing heading up your production team. Um, when it comes to restructuring a business, turning a business around, why wouldn't you have uh, an expert um, in restructuring and turnaround in your senior management team? You know, yeah. and once you you sort of say that, the, the penny the penny drops. They go, well, it, it's just so obvious. Uh, why would you know a management team really experienced at growing businesses uh, not bring in expertise to help you know turn a business around that that's in a financial crisis? And that's in the Australian market, it's it's becoming more and more common now. They've you know we're following the lead of the US and Europe, where where it is now you know uh, second second nature to bring in a CRO for three, six, nine, 18 months to work alongside the management team, infuse that expertise, come up with those other ideas that they haven't thought of or just don't know about because they've never gone through it before. And uh, and, and that's, that's, that's one of the fundamental reasons why 
the probability of success you know goes from 20 percent to 80 percent or more um, because you're bringing new ideas to the table you're infusing confidence with stakeholders much sooner you know how to present the plan in a way that's going to get the support of financiers and, and investors if you need you know fresh capital to uh, to solve the problem so on that, and look, you've given me a list of six reasons here why uh, a CRO is so important to a business, but I'm, I'm going to add my own. I, I think there's number seven here, which you haven't got. I'm allowed to do that, aren't I? Sure, sure. I am. sure. Um, the seventh one is they're not likely to, you know, they won't panic, yep. you know, because you, you make the point that they've done this so many times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to make smarter decisions, whereas there's every chance, isn't it, within a business, people are going to panic and make the wrong decisions. That's right, and, it, and it's implicit in, in that whole, whole, uh, whole you know, uh, role and environment and because one thing is certain whatever plan you start out with will not be the plan you finish with that yeah, is yeah. that is yeah. the one <laughs> known constant in turnarounds and and so having someone with that steady hand who um, not only knows and is confident in staying the course because you will have bumps along the way every single time you'll have bumps along the way and crises thrown at you so to have the confidence to to, to see the plan through but also just as important to know you know of just to, to, to make an analogy, if you've got 10, 10 major initiatives, knowing what order to roll those out in. So you might roll numbers one to five out, but you know a crisis hits you from left field, which always happens. Uh, knowing when to stop um, certain initiatives, start other ones, and, and change the order as you go. Still, still mm-hmm. committing to the, the wider plan, but knowing the order at which and in which levers to pull and slow down and and speed up along the way is is the the art, if you like, in in a CRO. So that it's that, been that steady shift, isn't it? Yeah, basically. and 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 the CEO and the management team and the staff will 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 have their confidence um, potentially shaken along the way, and 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 they, they look to you to say, look, no, I'm confident in the plan we've got. You know, let's not let's not panic. All the fundamentals as to why we set about this plan are still there. We need to spend a bit more time with this stakeholder or, or, or this part of the business. Let's 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 stay the course. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in fact, you could have on the front of the uh, of the plan, you could have the words "Don't panic," couldn't you, in, in bold letters, if, it, if that hadn't already been done by <laughs> Douglas Adams, of course. <laughs> Number six: Know how to sell the plan to those key stakeholders. Now, you've mentioned the building this trust with, with yeah. stakeholders, so it's building trust, and then when, once you've got the plan, you've got to go on the sales offensive. That's right. And I mentioned this sort of through the through through our discussion earlier. A CRO just knows how to present the information in a way that financiers and lenders get it, uh, and they know which buttons to push, which which areas to to focus on to alleviate the concerns they've got, but also how to present the upside. So if you've got a bank looking at converting some debt to equity or, or giving more money to the bank or you've got investors looking at topping up, you know how to present it in a way that de-risks their, their investment, if you like, um, their financial exposure, but to demonstrate that there is upside here and it's not just about getting their money back, there, there's some serious upside here. Um, and, and, and that's the key to any, any investment decision uh, or lending decision. Can you, can you put sufficient issues in place to de-risk the business but still get a significant upside return and that's the holy grail in in investing you know normally it's high risk high return low risk low return the key to it what a cro can bring to the table is you dramatically reduce that risk perception but still delivering a significant upside uh, on the earnings so the message is pretty clear you can uh, do all of this without a a chief restructuring officer but the chances of success are uh, four out of five times it's not going to work for you yeah Uh, or you can can appoint one also, but this is the this is often what's misunderstood. The management team, the board may get there, but it might take them two years or three years yeah. rather than six to eighteen months. So the opportunity cost, you know, how much 
how much um, you know ground have you given up to your competitors in that time? Um, has it permanently weakened your balance sheet so it takes you really 10 years to recover? The critical bit to turn around is solving the crisis in the shortest time frame possible. Uh, and that's where the CRO, that's the biggest benefit, if you like, to a CRO. They fast track that process. Yeah. Time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, wise words as always. Uh, we'll catch you again very soon. Michael, thank you for your time. Cheers, Phil. And we will see you again uh, shortly with another Vantage Performance podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, you can on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Uh, just hunt for Vantage Performance podcast. I'm Phil Dobby. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.